Hey y'all, welcome back to the Powerlifting Podcast. I'm your host, Solano Lewis. Today, Kristen and I dive into how to maximize your training when you have limited time. Basically, just diving into, you will have those athletes, those clients who only have a few days a week, maybe three days to train for very short periods of time because they're very busy with outside life. And those people are still going to want to power lift. Not everyone's going to be able to dedicate hours and hours per day to powerlifting, but that doesn't mean that there's not space in powerlifting for them. And so we just talked about how we would program for someone who's like that, some things that we take into account that we kind of always uh, go towards when we have to with limited time. And we also got off on some side rants <laughs> that I think were fun. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you are an avid listener, please do subscribe to the podcast and then share a review, post a review, my bad, post a review <laughs> and leave us a rating. Oh, five stars. <laughs> it really does help us out. It helps us get the podcast seen by more people. And I appreciate it so much. All right, y'all. Let's dive into today's episode. All right, y'all. We're back in once again to talk What's about up? more stuff. Lots of stuff. <laughs> the Lots best of fun, stuff. exciting training stuff. Yes. But one thing I will say, I was so excited that you sent me articles for this topic because mm-hmm. I read through them and like half of them just confirmed what I do. But the other half, I was like, oh, I like the like how they said this. And it just yeah. helped me like just kind have a thought process to like, talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really cool, um, especially as I've, like I said, going back to school and kind of doing this deep dive in research studies and a lot of of times it's stuff that you've kind of learned as a coach you kind of through trial and error and you figure out things that work and and things that don't and I think sometimes people think that this anecdotal experience like is not helpful but I think it is and I think a lot of times I think we talked about this before too on a different podcast about how we can sometimes take training methods that haven't really been researched before and it's kind of like ahead of the curve and then what research does is just kind of like essentially confirm or can confirm or the other way around potentially depending (laughs) um but it's kind of always cool when you always have this thought process you're like this seems to work uh and I don't know why but then if like you can something comes out and you you read it like that makes that makes sense (laughs) no I agree I agree um so pretty much y'all today's topic is about making the most out of your training when you have limited time to train each week. Yes. So a lot of us, uh, unfortunately, are not, I guess, professional power lifters and have other jobs and life that happens and can't always spend four hours in the gym training. Um, So yeah, what are things that we can do to kind of maximize our, well, maximize, maximize efficiency in the gym. Um, and then what do you kind of do as far as like when you're programming for someone who kind of has limited time? Yes. And then one thing I will also sprinkle into this topic is doing this with someone who has like a home gym. So if we're not only are uh, maximizing limited time, we have limited equipment because yeah. those for me, so my roster, I would say at least a third of them 
have families, mm-hmm. full-time jobs, and they consider causing a great hobby and they're stoked like for nationals, but they're not like, and this is my whole life. And I have five days a week with three hours of time to go to the best gym and I'll drive an hour to get there. Like I have multiple people who are like, I have a squat rack. All right. I have a bench and like, they'll buy something like, you know, a belt squat attachment, one cable, which is awesome. But like, that's yeah. it. And we are working with that. For and it, you make it work yeah. and it works. <laughs> I mean, I, I think of course, having uh, access to a full on, you know, powerlifting gym with these machines are obviously helpful, but they're also not necessary either. And I think you can make it work by training with a barbell with limited equipment and it is possible. So I don't think, and I have had clients who um have sent me uh, different products and it's like these random, like, should I get this bar? And it's, or what about this bar? Or what about like, you know, the, the camber bar? And I'm just like, if you want to, I suppose, but like number one, I don't really program camera bar unless someone would actually ask for it. Yes. <laughs> for whatever reason. But I'm like, you know, why if you want it for sure, go ahead. But you also don't need it. So I guess it depends on, yeah, if you have like a lot of money that you want to spend on your home gym, then then go for it. But it's obviously not necessary either. Well, one thing I'll talk about here before we dive into this topic more is when someone's like, hey, I want to buy more stuff, what should I buy? And this is the person <laughs> who's got the bare, the bare bones stuff, right? So they have, you know, squat rack, whatever. Um, I tend to go with, can we, so I love to say squat bar for a lot of people. I do. Mm-hmm. I will get that one bar. Kind of like, we can get a lot of that for your squat. We can use it for other accessory movements where we don't have to load everything with just a barbell, especially if you don't have dumbbells. I'm like, we can yeah. at least like split squats with like, a different load where you don't have to hold it on your back like that good more yeah. and stuff like that so I love that and then I'm like anything that will help the lower body I mean dumbbells of course if they'll get dumbbells like yes like yeah <laughs> but like yeah. I'm really into someone getting a belt squat attachment I'm like especially yeah. if they just have the bare bone stuff I'm like can we do something besides just you know holding a barbell while we do our split squat holding a barbell while we do RDLs like those are amazing but like if we can get a belt squat attachment or like some sort of makeshift leg press kind of thing it's just like we can really move a lot of load without you having to hold it yeah yeah. and I would say too um you know if you're gonna buy something for your home gym it should be something you probably use for more than one exercise so like you said the like a squat bar you can use it for I mean you could even bicep curl it technically (laughs) you want to (laughs) So if you're going to buy a, a equipment, I would say, yeah, just use it. Something that you're going to use um, for multiple exercises. That's why I think dumbbells are really helpful. And they even have ones that you can, it's uh, like a set and you can just modify the load. So instead of, uh, you know, you have to oh, have yeah, like adjustable. Yeah. An adjustable dumbbell set, as opposed to just having a whole rack with different weights, especially oh, yeah, if it's that's a small the only home option. Yeah. My clients do not have big home gyms. <laughs> yeah. So those ones are really helpful. Um, especially if you have a small gym dumbbells, you can use for a lot of things. Um, and that's why I kind of, when I, maybe S, uh, SSB or squat bar may, might be an exception, um, just because you can use it a lot for other purposes. You know, if someone's having like shoulder issues, it's like usually my go-to, um, is aside from modifying like grip width or high bar, low bar, it's sometimes like, well, let's just give your shoulders a break and we'll squat. Um, 
so I think that's important um but yeah so if you're gonna buy like a bar just because it looks cool for one exercise it's like well is it worth it I don't know Agreed. Agreed. So. <laughs> okay. So I want to dive into when we are trying to make the most with minimal time. Before we even get to how you program for it, we need to make sure that the warm-ups are actually efficient. Like that's a <laughs> major key here. Like yeah. it needs to be efficient. Like if you let's say you're a lot of people are doing either early morning or late night. Typically, if you're in this situation where like you work a lot, so you don't have a lot of time. Early morning right. or late night is a good good probably you, right? In so general. yes. So instead of being like, hey, let's be you know, like, I don't know, be on a spin bike somewhere for 20 minutes and then strut and foam roll. Like we have an hour. We have do we have an hour? All right. Like we might do something and get your heart rate up for like a couple minutes if you just woke up out of bed. How much you literally get from the bed. To like you know the squat bar but <laughs> i think you can any i think anyone can do a very efficient warm-up where you keep moving for five minutes and then you're ready to get to the barbell at least yeah i think i mean if you talk about um a general warm-up which is pretty much you can just do anything to get your heart rate up and blood flowing mm -hmm. and whether you i mean do some jumping jacks <laughs> um on the bike whatever you know you just get your heart warmed up and then um yeah and then if you're squatting it's like well you're gonna do movements that are specific to squatting and usually it's just squatting with the bar and working your way up mm -hmm. and I think sometimes um you know people are like foam rolling and and doing all these like mobility drills and like not to say there's nothing wrong with it it's just number one like do you actually have a mobility issue that it's needed or do you see someone on Instagram who's doing it and you're like oh that looks cool and mm -hmm. I mean fine whatever but you're just you're wasting basically unnecessary time by doing unnecessary movements that aren't really going to help you in the long term. And yeah, so focusing on just what's needed, you know, warm up, warm up your heart rate. Maybe if you have a specific um, mobility, maybe your ankles just are tight and you need to do a little bit of extra stretching beforehand, like fine, but you don't have to do that if that's not an issue for you. Um, mm -hmm. And then yeah, and just go to the bar. Like my workout or my warm ups can take, yeah, or like ten minutes or less. Same, like mine is ten minutes or less, and that's definitely like, like if it's a full ten, it's like, yo, I'm literally cold, so I need to like get warm before I can even start like the like split squats I'm about to do and like the, yeah. like, the moving I'm about to do. <laughs> yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that too because that's another important thing to consider, especially for people who live in colder areas with maybe they don't really have heat uh, <laughs> and they're training in a gym with, you know, I used to train in a gym with, with no heat in, in winter and that was not fun. And it just, yeah, it just always felt like it took me a little bit longer to warm up. Like the sets would kind of, weights would kind of feel heavier, if that made sense. Um, mm -hmm. And it just, yeah, it just felt like it took longer and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, you know, yeah, maybe you want to do a little bit extra you know, warming up beforehand, you're just not diving right into it. And your body's like, what the hell? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And then timing your rest. Like time, no, listen, if you, we got limited time. I know. Your I'm, rest. I'm like, laughing because I'm bad at that. <laughs> see, I, I don't time them, but people, okay, put it this way, Kristen, like this past weekend, I did an SPD session 
and it was week three, so I had four week blocks. Like week three is like my, the second heaviest week of the block. I did SBD plus dumbbell RDLs and bicep curls. It took me, it was two hours and ten minutes, and there was ten minutes of talking that I got pissed off. I wanted to be two hours exactly. I was pissed. I was like, you know, <laughs> so I was trying to move. So if I can do all that in two hours, I'm like. I'm not going to program because we're going to get into programming very shortly. I'm not going to program an SBD session if you have limited time. So if you just come with squat bench, <laughs> one hour, yeah. including the warm up, like one hour. Like, mm -hmm. I don't see why. And a lot of people have actually, like, I have clients who train with some people, like in the same gym as someone who's like very elite and they kind of follow their lead. And they come to me saying like, well, this person takes hours. So because like, okay, I'll give one example. A client who's trained with someone who's like got one of the highest dots in the world, like very high here in like New Jersey, New York area. And her SPD sessions, she told me at first, it takes six hours. I'm not kidding. Like when she first came to me to get started. And your once client. They told my client, when she first came to me to get started, six hours, not exaggerating. And I was like, like a whole powerlifting meet with 12 I, people. That, I explained, you ain't going to get through a meet if it takes six hours. But my point here was, <laughs> she was training in a gym with someone who's very elite and takes six hours. I'm like, this male, this, so I'm talking to a 75 kilo, very new powerlifter. This um, very elite level male who's working up to like 800 pounds has at least an excuse to take twice as long as you. You are clearly following their lead, per like to a T. This is not how this is supposed to work. This is <laughs> dumb. Like I, this problem, I'm starting. No, like you're actually probably hurting yourself by taking 20 minutes of rest. At that point, it could actually hurt your workout. Your body's like, why aren't we done? Like, did you bring a whole meal with you? Did you? Because mm -hmm. I know you don't have the energy by the time you get deadlifts. Don't pretend. You, don't tell me you do. If you didn't bring the right <laughs> nutrition with you, you need a meal, not even just some sugar. You need a meal now. Like, no. So yeah. very efficiently time your rest. That's a big one. Yeah. And I've then, made that mistake before of waiting too long. And then by the time I go back to like hit my top set, I'm like, not, I have to basically almost warm up again. Cause I was like, yeah. oh my God, that is really heavy. <laughs> yeah. Wild. I'm like, nah, I can't wait to train. <laughs> Yeah, there needs to be a happy medium there, I believe. It's like you it, you want to rest enough, you know, to recover, but also not rest so much so that you essentially have to warm up again. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast, you don't need longer than six minutes to rest. And that's, that's pushing it. Because I only take three to four. Unless we are doing like week four. And I'm like, okay, fine. Let me calm a little bit slower because I'm trying to potentially PR if it's not that you don't need more than six minutes mm -hmm. max okay it would I would <laughs> say it definitely depends on uh like where you are in your season so if you're working up to heavy singles yeah you're gonna probably want to rest a little bit longer than a minute <laughs> between your set you yeah. know but if for me like you you and I were talking earlier where my training has just kind of been ho-hum my weights have been pretty light there's no reason for me to be resting for six minutes for me and my current training block. I can get my workout done in under an hour, Yeah. but I'm also, you know, working at a significantly lower load than what my training max is. Um, and so my rest periods are generally shorter than someone who's about to, you know, is in meat prep. Yes. <laughs> 
So it depends. So just just make sense. Make it make sense, y'all. Make it make sense. I'm not even gonna go into more science about it. Just make don't be it stupid. Make sense. Yeah, it, yeah, like, come like, on. You know, you, you you know when you feel like you need to chill for a minute and you're like, I need a longer break, or if you 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 know. Yes. Uh but I will say I did have one client who was doing the opposite and I only found out recently. Like I was like, her numbers were like going down. And I was like, what's going on? And then as we dug into it, she was like, should I rest longer between sets? Like, how long are you resting? She does not. She actually does not rest. It's like, does the set changes the weight, goes back. Like, she doesn't sit at any point. She doesn't drink water. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, like, you really you just, taking like 40 seconds. Okay. You just yeah, did CrossFit. <laughs> and like, CrossFit's great, but we just aren't doing that today. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, there's that. Um, I think. Sam Calhoun, uh, I remember her because she was her schedule was crazy at one point and she would be lifting in between clients. And so she would like start her bench and then train her clients and then go squat or something. And there would be times I it, where she would be like squatting and then have to go bench too. So she was basically supersetting. Um, and not that I would typically recommend that. I think Sam is obviously an elite lifter and she knows um to listen to her body and she makes it work on something that might not be she's making suboptimal conditions work based on you know her life um but it worked for her I mean she's obviously you know, left her and she does well but I think that um yeah you definitely need, you can't just superset your squat and bench and expect to have a you know that your gains are just going to be maximized <laughs> very true um now, I think a big thing here is when we're working with very limited time, really focus on high intensity with more minimal sets. Because you can get away with doing not everything as high intensity. If you have like five days of however long you want to be there, you can be there, you can chill in. But if you mm -hmm. have like, if you're talking like, you know, three times a week for 90 minutes is all you got. Like, I'm definitely going to have your percentages probably be higher because you also have way more time to recover too. So mm -hmm. that's going to be more doable. And if we do the opposite, where we're like, okay, let's go down and wait and just try to do like maybe like straight sets and just hurry up, that probably will lead to you actually regressing if you're trying mm -hmm. to literally get stronger for powerlifting. So how would you, uh, you know, a lifter who has a pretty busy schedule can really only train maybe three days a week and still wants to compete in a powerlifting meet? Uh, what kind of training would you give them? So if you say three times a week, I immediately think squat, bench, deadlift, bench, squat, bench. Like that's what first comes to my mind. Why? Mm -hmm. Because we're going to, I mean, whoever it is, like, um, yeah, no, really whoever it is, like you probably need to bench at least three times a week. Like, come on now. Like rarely mm -hmm. exceptions, but we're talking about general, general. And then when it comes to squatting, squatting does require a bit more frequency typically than the deadlift does. And once a week could be tough to progress. And again, we're also talking like minimal training. And then deadlift, like, well, let's be real. Even if you needed twice a week deadlift, can we even fit in the SPD? De probably not in 90 minutes. We could try, but like, we got to like, we know that's going to be tough. So that's just what my, my, my brain goes to right away. And then at that point, you just have to vary the intensities on the days when it comes to like the two squat days and the three bench sessions. But overall, if it's three times a week bench, like let's say it was for me, I had to push back three times a week bench, but I've been doing four times a week and it's been going great. So I already do pretty 
I, I do like pretty high intensity. Like nothing's really below 85% for top sets at this point for all mm. my benches. Because if I get less than that, I get detrained really fast. So I'm mm. like, all right, you got three times a week. You might have to push it a little higher. We might do 90% at minimum for like at least one set every single session. And then you, yeah. you could do back off work at that point or maybe ascending, which is a great time saver. Ascending sets can be very, very useful in this scenario. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm not going to have you have any days where you're just doing like, you know, okay, it's our tertiary day where we do super lightweight. Nope. <laughs> you don't have, <laughs> we can't do that anymore. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I like that you said the first thing that comes to mind would be like basically SBDs. So you're probably taking out some of the for powerlifting standards, less important exercises. So mm -hmm. yes, we all love to do our bicep curls and tricep extensions. Um, but you can obviously, the first thing that's going to go when you're limited on time are probably those kind of movements. And you're mm -hmm. going to focus on keeping in the main lifts. So the squatting and benching and deadlifting. Um, that's going to be the focus. And then if there's time you know it's like you'll I'll try to do more um you know if I'm trying to do some posterior back it's like I'll try to do maybe like pull-ups or pull-downs where you're doing um, multiple muscle groups as opposed to um like more isolation movements right so you get more essentially bang for your buck um with limited time you know if you're doing pull-downs you're still using your biceps even though they're not isolated so that would be you know a decision that I would make um, if I were going to add in some sort of accessory uh, movement. Yeah, I think that's another big thing to focus on is just like every single thing you do is probably going to be compound list at that point. Like we're yeah. not doing any really isolation exercises. We don't really have the time for it. And then on top of that, since we are time limited, we're probably supersetting accessories. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's I've done that. like the, bang, the most bang for your buck there. Yeah. Or Sam Calhoun, who she was super setting her SBD, and I mean it works, but I would. I don't remember this this part this, of Sam. This was a while training. ago. This was this was a while, but I would also argue that she probably was the training load when she was doing that was probably lower than what it would have been had she been not super setting her squat and bench, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and she probably knew that hey, I'm probably going to be a little less rested than I should, so my you know, my max weight for this day is probably going to be a little bit lower than it would be otherwise. And it's, you know, and it, she made it work, right? Um, so she was making, yeah, suboptimal conditions optimal for her scenario, I guess, and kind of managing her expectations. You'll have to ask her about it. This was like a while ago. This is definitely I'm going like, to. I'm like, I just yeah. have no, and like, we're so close. I'm like, how do I forget? Like This was like, I think... RIP when uh, USAPL and oh, before the so split? this is like I think even before COVID probably oh never mind okay so that's like yeah I probably so this might have been didn't hear about her yet or just okay her. <laughs> yeah it, like this I'm not saying this was this was a while ago yeah all right cool cool um another so yeah super setting plus like or maybe even a circuit of three just something in there. It's just a good time saver. At that point, you probably want to do stuff that isn't hitting the exact same muscle group if you're doing a superset to get the most out of it. You could also mm -hmm. justify doing the same muscle group to like push it and, mm -hmm. and like kill that area. But that's one thing. <laughs> and then also myo reps, 
which I won't lie, I don't really use them. But I don't. Yeah, I haven't really used them too much either. Um, they can just be good for time if you're yeah. really trying to push that. Yeah. Yeah. And then let me explain what it is. I literally wrote, got the definition because I was like, I suck at explaining. Like, they even <laughs> confuse me sometimes if I'm not, like, yeah. <laughs> saying it correctly. So, it's an activation set. So, the load lifted, you lift the load to near failure for a certain amount of reps. So, it could be, for example, you did 12 reps and we're trying to go to, like, maybe RP9, like, really close to failure. Then, at that point, you keep the same load and you try to repeat doing smaller sets. So, like, maybe five reps now. And then you only take like a 20 second rest break and you try to bang out as many as you can, 20 second rest break, five reps, 20 second rest break until you legit hit failure. Now that's going to mm -hmm. work probably for more isolation stuff. Like you could do that with like tricep extensions <laughs> for sure. And you kill your say, triceps, biceps. Like, I don't know <laughs> like, how that would work on uh, like squatting raising. or deadlifting. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> This is like, okay, you really want to, like, we got to hit these triceps real quick. Like, we got to do it. It helps your bench go up. All right, cool. Yeah. Tricep, bicep, shoulders, calves, like, small isolation stuff that's going to work really well. Yeah. Yeah. I would, yeah, definitely don't do that on. No. <laughs> so how would you, okay, so that leads into our question about, like, so how would you program um, squats? Because obviously if it's, uh, you know, I don't know five sets of 10 squats is probably not going to be really time efficient right so what would you do I hear that oh, you were said so, ascending sets so that makes well, sense yeah I'm gonna go there right so it also of course depends where we are in the season how close are we do we have to do singles because working up to a top set single with back downs will take longer than ascending but I'm gonna utilize ascending as much as I can if mm -hmm. if um we are really that time crunched that's gonna yeah. be my kind of my go-to there and then again, mm -hmm. if we do at least higher percentages, we can kind of get away with doing less sets than the latter, which is like, okay, if I really want to do like, you know, static sets, you probably need more repetitions and sets of static sets to get the same exact, um, what's the word? The same, what's the Stimulus? word? Huh? Stimulus? No, the results, <laughs> Jesus. Oh. Wow, God, that was insane. <laughs> happening to me i just forget words but yeah to get the same result you're probably just going higher intensity will be easier than like if you do static sets cool but that will just take longer um mm -hmm. that's mostly what i would say to do like definitely those two are just mm -hmm. gonna be helpful yeah and i think i sent you the, the the paper um on the minimum effective dose of training and basically what they found was that Again, this is going to be the minimum effective dose to still make progress or maintain strength. So that's not to say that this is optimal, but what is the minimum that you can do um, before you start seeing like a decrease in performance? And so they found that you could basically do one set per week. So say of squatting or benching or deadlifting per week, uh, about like 85, 75, 85% load, um, one set to close <clears throat> to failure, um, not to failure, but that would be the most efficient way to maintain strength under suboptimal conditions. Again, like this is the minimum. Would we recommend this if you have more time than that? No, but this is, I think people think that they need more volume um, and frequency than they, than they do, you know, and mm -hmm. someone misses 
basically what it comes down to is someone, you know, like something comes up and you miss a day of training. And I've had clients who are like, oh my God, my life is over, right? Like I missed a day and I'm just going to lose all of my strength that, you know, I just ha- just gained, right? And it's like, you're probably fine. Um, yes. And even if it's just more than one training session where it's over a, a period of time, uh, your progress will likely be significantly slower, you know, but you're still able to make progress, even if it's going to be suboptimal, at least for newer and intermediate lifters. I think for advanced lifters, that becomes a little bit more nuanced. Um, but I would say that majority of people who are listening to this podcast are probably in that like intermediate beginner category. So they probably shouldn't worry about, you know, having a period of time where there's reduced training volume. Yeah. The article that you sent me, whichever one, I don't know which one I read, there was like three, Uh, but Mm -hmm. the one that I focused in on definitely mentioned like even taking a week off of training, your strength's Mm -hmm. going to be the same. After a couple of weeks, you might feel a little detrained, but your strength's still not gone. You just have to get kind of back into it and don't expect to feel as strong day one. And then it's like when it goes to like a month or more, that's when it's like, okay, yeah, we're definitely going to see actual reduction (laughs) in strength overall. And I would say that most people aren't really going a month without training uh unless it's you know back to 2020 but even then people were still doing push-ups in their apartment you know (laughs) i'll never forget i had one dumbbell and one kettlebell anywho let me not go back there um (laughs) made it work made it work um uh i will say other things that you can kind of throw into this is maybe doing amraps again not even talking necessarily main lifts, but like if we're trying to do some accessory work and we just don't have a lot of time, one to two sets and wrap or something smaller could be something you could build up towards, especially again, since mm-hmm. we we're talking about beginning to intermediate, like you pick a, a sufficient load. If your AM wraps are like 10 to 12 reps, that's great. If we end up to do 30, 50, okay, it's too light, right? So you have to use mm-hmm. it in like yes you have some sense when we're doing this but that can be definitely very helpful and then another thing I want to say too is like when it comes to how many sets we're doing for the accessory I think a lot of people sometimes think you need a lot to like get something out of training if you are more focused on the intensity and like pushing to near failure for your accessory work you can get a lot of two sets a lot I program most of um like accessory work and maybe two three I think the max I would do would be like four reps, but I majority is just, yeah. To, even like if I'm doing back offsets with people, um, I mean, I'll try, I always start with less. Like I try to do as little as possible. And then, you know, cause then it's like once if there's a plateau or, you know, and you're, you're then you have to kind of make some modification. Um, I'd rather have to modify from two sets as opposed to giving someone um, you know, there are six sets in a workout. Now I have to give them seven yeah. <laughs> to make it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So because, I, oh. I go ahead, go I ahead. I'm gonna do my thing. Yeah. So I was just saying, I usually I'll start with uh, basically, yeah, as low as possible while you're still making progress because yeah, it's much less tolerable to add in a third set as opposed to set number seven. <laughs> and that exact last sentence you said, like. You can build if you start with doing the least amount of work possible while you're still getting results. Like that's always my goal as a coach. But what's the least we can do, but still get great results. 
like mm-hmm. and actually see you getting stronger not like you know okay we're gonna pull back so much that like we're just gonna try to gain five pounds throughout the whole year like that's just crazy but like yeah. if i'm seeing results i'm not gonna be like randomly like oh you know you're getting great results let me just make your accessories for us instead of two like why yeah. why why yeah. like, just leave it alone <laughs> yeah and then you go in you said that you, you had a client who was basically spending six hours in the gym because this elite lifter was spending time in the gym but this elite or advanced lifter um was probably i mean like very 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 well adapted to their their training right and likely required um much higher volume or or load um or like stimulus um to kind of continue making progress whereas a newer lifter you know i it's like you could do nothing and then go and do something and you're going to get better because you just, you go from nothing to doing something. So it doesn't matter what you do, you're going to get better at it. Mm-hmm. So even just in for powerlifting, um, I hate to say this, but even if you like a beginner, uh, I could say they could be on any program, but that's not true. Um, like a, maybe not a awesome program, but they're still making progress, maybe up to a point. I will say that, for example, with myself is when I was just getting into lifting and I'm, you know, there wasn't Instagram and there's YouTube and it wasn't as, there wasn't as much information as there is today. So I Google powerlifting. The first thing I find is like the small off program. I don't know. Oh my God, we talked about this. <laughs> yes, I am because I'll never forget one day. I did it one day of my life ever. <laughs> one day of my life. I did 10 by 10 squats. That was like the German volume training. Oh, wait, maybe maybe that's what I just said. (laughs) Yeah. So there's, yeah. So German volume training is like, it's the, the 10 by 10. Um, And then small of was, um, it was four days. It was a squat program or squat focus. And it was four days a week. And um, I'm trying to think of what it was, but it was like five by seven, six by four, uh, eight by three, 10 by two sets on squats by day four and you're supposed to do this for I think it was like nine weeks and I made it through week one and I was like "Mm -mm, nope um but I was also untrained right like I had went from never squatting (laughs) before to all of a sudden doing this super insane high amount of volume that my body was just not prepared for and I literally like wanted to I was yeah, yeah I'm sure it. your body was like revolting against you. Yeah, I even think by the fourth day, I don't even think I finished all ten cents. That I think oh. I got through like maybe five, and I was like, I'm, I'm just, I'm done. I, just, I can't do it. So that's to say that, especially as newer lifters, you can get away with doing, like sometimes less is more, right? Um, so, yeah, following these elite lifters who's spending again at the same time I still think six hours in the gym is excessive even as an advanced lifter I'm just gonna throw that out there yes yes <laughs> um but anyway um there, yeah there's no reason that I mean I think I've had clients who have spent like three I've, I've, I've had clients who are spending four hours in the gym and at that point I'm like okay let me I need to modify this a little bit because no one at least I don't want to spend four hours. And if you're spending four hours in the gym, that's completely unnecessary. So we need to like, kind of, we need to modify this and you need to stop talking so much. <laughs> so, okay. We use that last part because here's my thing, right? As a coach, who's also 
a very dedicated lifter. I know. know how exactly how much time I spend in the gym. And I actually kind of, I'm not going to lie, I kind of gloat about it. I'm like, yo, it's like I make a lot of progress. And I had three sessions are one hour, one session are hour and a half, and one session is two hours of SPD. That's it. Um, So I, and I do like, I would say I do probably more accessories than most of my athletes. Cause I actually do, I love accessories. My coach would use give me a lot because I just love it. And so I'm time. like, and I have, to, and I, yeah, it's my full time job, y'all. I legit have the time, yeah. right? So I look at my program, I'm like, unless I give you more workload than I am being prescribed, I refuse to change this program until you tell me why you talking for an hour. Cause I know if you're there for three or four hours, it's really not my program. It's literally you. You, you are the were, problem. You, it's you, yeah. you, you, you're the problem. It's you. You need to, yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. Not, some people... so I'm not altering the program, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I think I'm a very personable, friendly person, right? And I used to get these comments when I was in the gym and people would be like, oh my God, I thought you were a bitch. And I'm like, ow, that's offensive. <laughs> but it's like, you know, when you're in training and I got my headphones in and I'm like focused, right. And I'm, I'm lifting. I'm not here to, to chit chat. I'm not here to, I, I don't want to say make friends, but you know, like my focus is, is training and not like sit there and, and chit chat with other people. And at the expense of that, apparently I had a chronic bitch face and they were like, yeah, you're actually really nice. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you just look really mean. I think they're just saying I was intense, but like, you've probably gotten that too. When you're in competition in that, that zone of, okay, you know, I'm like a month out from nationals and you're just focus and you're in like that bitch mode <laughs> you're not trying to sit there and have a conversation and I always feel bad when people if um maybe not so much now because like I said I'm just not in like any competition mode so I can go and be a little bit more like in la la land um but yeah I, <laughs> I think that people really need to kind of I would struggle with that too where I would probably sometimes now even um if I'm talking to someone I'm like wait this person's in training they probably don't want to talk to me right now <laughs> they're <laughs> no, just too nice to not. say anything <laughs> I hear that I hear that by yeah. the way just before before I get shit from any client I have adjusted some programs to make them shorter if needed okay I was kind of semi-joking but if it's you it's really you then I'm not changing it um but but you're just saying yeah there's literally a person at the gym I legit it was like three weeks ago so I'm I'm very focused this is why I boast about how long I take. I don't really talk to people ever. Mm -hmm. So this one day I was like chilling. Like it was like deload week. I was chilling. And I talked to this person who was benching, who I've seen multiple times, but like I just have waved and not even said hi, I'm just focused. And I, their face lit up by the end of the conversation we had. They're like, you know, you're really nice. I didn't know you were nice. I just, you're so focused and determined. I've just been scared. I, I've been scared and I get out the way. I'm like, you get out the way. It's yeah. like, yeah, I get out of the way. <laughs> like, I see you and I'm like, let me make sure I don't stand in front of her by accident. You're going to run me over <laughs> trying to get to the barbell. <laughs> At least you're, they were nice about it. Like, I literally <laughs> said verbatim, I thought you were a bitch. And I was like, nice. <laughs> so that, that's a little intense. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn was I that like and I'm trying to like think back to I was like was I that that intense but again it's, yeah and that's I think um uh sometimes especially if you see someone in the gym that you I guess you know is is a known lifter and they're not 
quote unquote friendly, don't take offense. It's like they're probably just in meat prep and they're they're focused. And that's what elite lifters, you know, like that's what it takes is is focus and dedication. And um yeah, I wouldn't take offense. I promise I'm not mean. You can come say hi. <laughs> no, I, like literally it's always the case though. I've only ever met one hirely lifter who like didn't know me and like I said hi and I was like, yo, they just blatantly ignoring. Oh, all right. You can't even wait. Okay. Like that happened once ever. So Were they I'm like in the two hundred I feel like yeah, but like of... I'm talking like, you know, after the set's over sitting down on their phone and, and I you're just like, said, hey, Hi. nice job. And... <laughs> yes, okay. yes. You know, so, I'm not, okay, that's I'm also... not annoying. Where I'm like, yeah. you're about to start squatting, you're literally underneath the barbell. Hey, <laughs> my, my name's Solana. <laughs> like that's that's I've great. had lift I've had people talking to me while I'm benching <laughs> and they're like having a conversation with me. <laughs> and sometimes I'm just like can you just let me finish my set and then you know like then I can talk to you <laughs> can I at least do my set first like having a trying to have a full-on conversation and it's like well maybe I don't know maybe no wonder I'm a bitch because I'm like can you wait <laughs> can I complete my set <laughs> maybe well, that's not, why I don't know you're not being a bitch this is now turning to gym, gym etiquette 101 podcast which yeah, is fine because not understanding social cues. <laughs> yes, it, that's all it is. You need to okay. You're you're gonna use this thing called your brain. Sometimes we gotta do this thing. Ready? One, two, three. Plug it in. Turn it on. All right. Like you want, you see a lifter at a gym who you admire. You can say hi. Like I've had so many people DM me after I visit a gym saying I love your podcast. I've been a fan of you, which is so I weird wanted to, hear to say hi. But I'm too I wanted to say hi, but yeah. I was too scared. You look focused. Yeah. I'm like just come up to me but not when I'm like literally starting a set that's it yeah. it's not that deep like I there is a few minutes between I don't literally take 20 seconds before I go to the next set <laughs> like if I'm like loading the plates if I touch my phone that's when you talk to me it's not hard like we're not yeah. that scary <laughs> but also well, and, and, see that person talking when you're mid-benching like now now I hate you now yeah, I that, that was kind of like an, an extreme uh example um, but yeah, even so, sometimes like if I'm, and this might sound mean too, maybe I am I'm being bitchy, but you know, if in a top set where you're sitting there and you're waiting and you might be playing on your phone or listening to music, like even then I would say maybe wait until their top set is over because I'm trying to focus. I'm getting in the zone, right? I'm like listening to music and I'm like talking myself up and it's like this psychological, uh, like, uh, Simulation. What am I? I don't think the word uh, that I'm trying to you're think of right now. Hyped. Getting myself hyped. Yeah, you're yeah. like trying to hype yourself up, um, and that takes a lot of mental energy. And you've probably, uh -huh. if anyone's ever uh, <laughs> experienced this, where they do their top set and it's a PR, and then your back offs like feel worse than your top set. <laughs> oh yes happened? yes like, because you like it's not even physical it's the mental fatigue from like how you hype yourself up yes you had to just like you're like in beast mode and you're you know ah and you hit it and then you're so excited and then it's like oh your back offsets that you just don't you know like you're not you're not psyching yourself up for because you're like oh it's a back offset <laughs> it's yeah. whatever you're just gonna do my training but then you're like this feels worse Hundred percent. This feels worse than my top set. <laughs> but um, it's that, like that. Um, yeah, it's you psyching your. It's the arousal. Up. That's the word I was looking for. Arousal. I was trying to say psychological stimulation. I was like, I know there's a better term for that that like makes more sense. Arousal. You're trying to get aroused. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing that helps me 
which I'm utilizing this weekend because I'm I'm going for a squat for hour. I'm going to utilize this because I get all hyped. I have to very quickly within like one minute of finishing it. I have to start like putting the plates on for the but yes because that's what because that will f me up. I will start twenty minutes. Yep, you know, good job, good job. Look at the video twice, send to coach, call coach. Oh my god, like all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, Instagram, post it. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, (laughs) take the fist bump and then turn around. You have to take the plates off and you have to like be ready to go in two minutes for the next one, or else it's ruined. Like, if I don't do that, the session is ruined. Like, you're you're gonna be there for another six hours. (laughs) Yes, and then and not like that, I'm gonna be pissed off every rep. Cause I'm like tired and hungry now. Yeah, <laughs> like, and you're like, oh, like the excitement is gone. I already, you know, hit my set. Now I just want it to be over with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good times, good times. Oh, let me get out of list. I need to get back into like training consistently again. I miss training. I've been kind of like haphazardly just kind of going through the motions. I'll get back one day. Making me stage of life, making me tough. <laughs> I know I know well I feel like I have like 110 different things going on at once so it's like this is me I guess a good a great example of uh me being limited on on training and I've actually had to drop my training days to three days a week just because um just mentally I'm just like so tired and then just trying to get the motivation to to go to the gym and then just to really motivate myself to training to train has been difficult so it's like I'm going to the gym just kind of going through the motions um, and doing, and not that I'm necessarily limited on time. It's just, I'm emotionally just mentally like burned out. So doing something like a one set a week of a top set would just be a lot of mental energy for me. And so for my training, like I said, I was telling you earlier that it's been, you know, like I'm squatting a hundred kilos, 120, if that, you know, I'm, I'm not, pushing it. Um, and there'll be a time where maybe I, I want to again, but I'm, I'm doing what in many powerlifting communities would probably be considering suboptimal training. But my goal right now is not optimal training. My goal right now is to just be consistent with workouts and work out. And um, I think that's another thing that people probably don't really consider is um, especially when it comes to having like a life outside of lifting is some, some coaches, especially it's like, they're so it's like committed that they expect their lifters to like be committed and like missing a day is like, Oh my God, it's, you know, it's a big deal. And maybe that just comes down to personality differences. Like for me, if a client misses a day, I'm like, Hey, I understand, you know, at the end of the day, this is a hobby. Um, is it ideal? Maybe not, but it's also not going to be as detrimental as you probably think. Exactly. And that's, the, that's what happened like last week. Someone's like Mr. SPD, like their heat went out and they had to wait like all day for the person to come in and they came, of course, nine hours like after. They yeah, and by the, that time you're like, I'm tired. I'm not yeah. going to go to the gym. I'm, yeah. You're, I'm I like, like, hey, I get it. I understand. I'm like, I'll just adjust the program. It's fine. I'll just speak it. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard, but like some coaches who are like, um, no, you need to go train. That's not an excuse. Like I, people very like militant. Um, and this is off topic, but that kind of comes down to, I think, coaching personalities and why it's important mm-hmm. to find like a coach who you resonate with because 
if you want a coach who's very like militant and who's going to yell at you for, unless you're doing something stupid, like going off program all the time, like, yeah, maybe I'm going to call you out. But if you miss a training day and you're like, I'm sorry, something came up. It's like, I get it. Yes. You know? And overall, it's just communication. If you communicate with me what happened before I go into program, like, no, to like, program for you next week and I see it's empty, don't do it then. Because <laughs> I'm like, wait, like, I'm lost. I, I need the whole story now. Like, why is the yeah. four days missing? But, like, if it's not crazy, just hit me up. You hit me up, actually day up, I'm happy. <laughs> recently stopped training with a coach for that reason because I was, like, finding it, um, you know, I'm not going through the motion, so I'm not really tr- recording my videos I wasn't really uploading the spreadsheet and I'm like if I was a coach and I had an athlete like this I'd be so frustrated and I'm just like I can't you know it's just like I just I need to this isn't fair to the coach I'm just gonna yeah I need to to do my own thing okay so this happened to me with nutrition coaching Mm -hmm. like I had someone and I did tell them well I didn't tell them when I I wanted to stop because like I've done nutrition coaching for long term before like two years straight Uh, because like the worst time for me typically is like after the meet that's when I'm like oh no guidance and then I'm just like off the walls like not I haven't seen a vegetable in in five days I haven't cooked at home in five days (laughs) like just pizza hut like what's going on but you're like having shit in five days you're starting to (laughs) no I am shitting because of coffee only that's what it is you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, when you drink coffee, you're yeah, like, yo, yeah. I got it. <laughs> um, I've been there. That's why I stopped with my last coach when I did, because, like, the last month, I was like, I've tracked, like, twice. I'm barely responding. And it's not, and if I was her, I'd be so annoyed. And I'm like, and yeah. I just didn't care. And I was like, I'm in maintenance right now anyways, which I, sometimes I do the guys maintenance, because, like, I'm in maintenance now, but the maintaining weight has <laughs> risen up, so it's not really maintenance. <laughs> Yeah. And sometimes you need someone to hold you accountable. But for right now, like I said, at least for me, my goal is not necessarily to, I mean, I would love to compete again, but I, I have so much going on right now that is taking up my mental energy that like competing is just, I can't even think about it right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's not to say that like never, um, but I can't force myself to do something that isn't there. And if I continue to try to do something like that, I'm going to burn myself out. And then, you know, like I potentially quit altogether. And I would never, I know better than to do something like that. So it's like, just chill. So if you ever see me doing others, like, I think I've been posting about yoga and I'm sure people are like, why is she doing yoga? She's a power lifter. Why is she running three miles? Like I guarantee you there's been talks. And I posted a like thing of me running and it's like, well, yeah, it's not ideal for powerlifting, maybe, but also, like, that's not really my goal, so yeah, who cares? <laughs> well, that's, because that's what I was going to say. I actually just recently started just adding in one extra day of, like, kind of fooling around day, Um, and I have, like, a coaching friend who's been, like, teaching me some power cleans and power snatches, because I haven't done yeah. that in five years, and, like, it's just fun, and I'm yeah. not even, like, my, my motivation's not even low. I just, like, I'm, I'm having fun. But I want to suck at something. I haven't sucked at something in a long time. Like, you know what Are I mean? You, like, um, when you get really big at powerlifting and you just, like, you haven't sucked. <laughs> so you went, yeah. And are you in a, you're not in prep, right? Like, when, are you doing the Arnold? I'm not. I'm doing, uh, I'm doing the meet in June, Rising Tide. Okay. Yeah. So you got, which is local, like, too. So I can just yeah. be just free. Girl, you know how long this I could drive to my meet? Like, what? That's- I can't, yeah, I, I can't wait to drive to my meet. Yeah. 
and like <laughs> not have to be in a hotel oh my god I'm so happy yeah but I get in the meantime too it's like you know powerlifting can be boring sometimes especially if you're not like close to competition so it's kind of like a an off-season training and um you know sometimes just as a way to avoid like getting bored um you know you do something that might on paper might look like why is this person yeah like why is this person doing a clean and jerk or a, a snatch like that's not going to help you to be a great power lifter you know um but it's something that's different and it's new and you're horrible at it and you can only get better and that's kind of like makes it cool is when you start seeing you know like when you become less shitty you're still shitty but less shitty and it's you become less shitty really fast <laughs> there you go so it's fun so that's why i've been doing fun. i've been doing yoga and i i mean like i'm not a yogi right like as a power lifter like come on just imagine how fun that looks but i've actually um have gotten I would not say good at it because I am by no means consider myself like this yogi who can get into really great positions, but um, I've gotten better at it. And yeah, it's been keeping me like able to, you know, at least do some sort of physical activity. Solid. I'm happy you're enjoying the yoga. I did yoga three times in the last year and I stopped. I'm like, you know what? It's not for me. I'm going to find something else to do that I suck yeah. at. <laughs> Yeah, yeah right. I keep but. trying to run it to run and like enjoy it, and I still have it. I'm like, I'll run and then I don't do it. I'm like, I just I can't get into it. I've tried. All good, but <laughs> all, right, all right, we we answered the question and then some. And a lot <laughs> of make, some, <laughs> a lot of some, but you know how to make the most out of your training when you have minimal training time. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the talk. I did too. This is a good one. Hey. Next week, you can see our face. Yes, we're going to be. So we already, Upgrading. the Powerlifting Podcast does have a YouTube channel that doesn't have a ton of the episodes on it yet. That's <laughs> like some of them, not all of them. But we're upgrading next week. You'll see us next week on YouTube. I'll put the link for YouTube in the show notes and on our pages so you can see it. Yeah, I'm excited. That means but... I got to dress up and not look like I'm like in a bathrobe or something and, you know, like look <laughs> ready. <laughs> I, I'm, just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna not okay. wear a baggy t-shirt that's all I'm gonna yeah. do just by avoid a baggy t-shirt I did it <laughs> there you go but all right y'all thank you for listening and catch you next time on the power and lifting podcast peace